0: listening to the NOAA Ocean Podcast. I'm Megan Forbes. We're going to sit down and talk about gravity. Gravity is an amazing force that affects our daily lives, but often it's really hard to describe. So that's why I'm sitting down with someone who knows all about gravity and can tell us more about it, Dr. Derek Van Westrom. He's out in Boulder, Colorado, and he's going to talk with us today about what gravity really is why and how it changes on our planet, how we can measure it, and why Noah is interested in gravity, what we do, how we use it, and what it has to do with the ocean. So let me give you a fine welcome, Derek. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get right into talking about what in the world is gravity.
1: <laughs> it's a loaded question. Um, so one of the fun answers is nobody really knows um, <laughs> why there is gravity. Uh, the the historical stuff, um, you can look this up on you know your favorite webpage. page. Uh, the ancient Greeks thought about this a lot. The ancient Indians thought about this a lot. Um, I think everybody agrees with Galileo trying to really uh, understand its properties, rolling balls down inclined planes. Uh, whether or not he actually dropped something from the Tower of Pisa, nobody's quite sure. But the idea was a heavy object and a small uh, light object actually fall at the same rate. And that was mysterious, uh, kind of counterintuitive. The first real modern mathematical concept of uh, gravity came along with Newton, and he described uh, gravity as simply it's the force of attraction between any masses. Uh, It's proportional to the masses and inversely proportional to the distance between them squared. And that formula was really powerful, explained apples falling out of trees. It explained planets uh, going around the sun, that kind of stuff. And like I said, for 200 years or so, that was the final word in gravity until Einstein came along. Einstein came along and uh, radically changed everything, and masses uh, behave like they do because they actually warp the space-time continuum around them, and that's uh, things appear to fall because they're moving in the space-time continuum. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the modern concept of gravity. Yeah, it's, it's uh, surprisingly, uh, for such a common everyday thing we experience, it is uh, really hard to fundamentally understand.
0: And you know a lot about gravity because you're a physicist, is that right? Uh,
1: that is correct, yep. Uh, my background's physics.
0: For NOAA, you apply your physics in a specific way. And, and how is that again?
1: So, right. So, um, in fact, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big question. Why is somebody in NOAA, especially the Ocean Service, uh, interested in measuring gravity? My background was really making instruments that measure gravity. Um, and so for years I did that in a small company. And now I work for NOAA using those instruments or similar instruments to actually measure gravity.
0: So we're measuring it. Does that mean it changes at different points on the Earth or in time? What do you mean? Isn't gravity the same all all the time?
1: Great, great question. So um, to a certain approximation, gravity pretty much is the same everywhere. In a high school physics course, you may learn about 9.8 meters per second per second is acceleration of an object when you drop it. Uh, I guess in the old days it was 32 feet per second per second. Um, But it turns out that number changes a little bit uh, as you move around the surface of the Earth. So the Earth itself um, isn't really a sphere. It's more of a squished sphere called an ellipsoid. So the Earth is wider at the equator than it is from pole to pole. That's because the Earth is spinning, and it kind of bulges out due to its own uh, acceleration. So at the pole, you're actually closer to the center of the Earth than you are at the equator. And Newton's law would tell you that if you're closer to the center of the Earth, gravity will be stronger there. And sure enough, um, it's something like a half percent effect. Uh, Gravity gets half percent stronger if you go from the equator to the poles. But if if you measure more accurately, you can start to do things like if you go up a mountain, you can see the gravity is getting weaker because you're farther from the center of the Earth. So yeah, gravity changes uh, uh, everywhere you go. And a modern gravity meter um, is so sensitive, you can actually see something like a quarter inch, a few millimeters. If you lift the gravity meter up, it will read weaker gravity. That's how sensitive these things are
0: now. What's the point of measuring how gravity changes? How does it affect our daily lives when the gravity changes to that ninth digit?
1: None of these changes in gravity are something you could actually feel in your day-to-day life. Everything pretty much feels like 9.8 meters per second squared. You throw a baseball, even if you're at the North Pole, it's going to Pretty much go where you expect it to. But you can ask, you know, what are applications of, you know, if if you do know gravity changes in these small, subtle ways, what can you do with that information? For example, at USGS, they study uh, hydrology um, by knowing where voids are under the ground and seeing a change in gravity over time. They can say, oh, there's water filling that void. It's kind of a recharge cycle or or vice versa. So that's, um, hydrology is an uh, application that gets used a lot. Um, of course, there's oil and gas exploration, um, similar thing. You're looking for if you drive a gravity meter down the road and it's less dense and you have less gravity below you, uh, that may be an indication of water or oil instead of rock being under you.
0: So that's really interesting to note that gravity does change depending on where you're located on the Earth or the different height or depth that you're at or where you are on the on the actual surface of the Earth. That's very interesting to me. What does that mean for Noah? What does that mean for the ocean.
1: So yeah, so NOAA, what we're doing with gravity um, is make a, a new uh, modern height system. In the old days, what folks would do if you wanted to know the height of a mountain is you'd walk down to the ocean and back with some rulers and keep track of the height the whole way. We're actually defining... Um, it's, it's a little bit of a complicated concept. So there's value of gravity, and then there's a thing called gravity potential, which is um, the energy something gets if you lift it up in a gravity field. So it turns out if you can um, define the strength of the gravity potential um, at at the ocean, at sea level, if you have a gravity map of the entire continent, you can predict where that same level would be under the land. So in other words, in Colorado here, we can say, hey, we know um, the gravity below us and we know the kind of rock around us. We can predict where sea level would be directly under us and we can then use that to be the new uh, 0 for height systems. We don't need to go to the ocean and back. And it turns out we can also do that estimation uh, very accurately to something you know, an inch or better. Um, so the reason uh the reason it's helpful for everybody is if you have a map like that, that surface of where sea level is underneath the land is actually kind of lumpy and rolls around. That's because um it's taking into account the local gravity, you know, the more dense rock maybe in Colorado than say in Utah. Um and so it really becomes important in low-lying flat places where the land may look flat, but if the rock is more dense somewhere, water will flow where you may not expect it to. So that's the real thing we're trying to do is um, the new high system will inherently have knowledge of where water will flow. And so uh, a new height map of, say, southern Texas, um, which is prone to flooding, will now be uh, much more accurate in terms of water flow.
0: So this is something that could be helpful in planning, do you think, for changes in sea level or coastal flooding or inundation? Yeah,
1: you know, Flooding is probably the number one obvious thing you can point to, that this will be really useful for a lot of people. Uh, but it'll also, you know, basically anything that um, involves water. For example, in Colorado, if you want to make a ditch somewhere, instead of getting rulers and surveying huge areas, you can basically just set up antennas, um, use our correction of where sea level is below you to know your height difference, and it will predict automatically which way water will flow. And so it's really supporting all sorts of infrastructure projects. Um, you know, Anything that really requires uh, precise positioning um, will be helped by this. So what we're doing now, um, as I mentioned, we need to know gravity over the entire continent. Um, so in fact, not only are we doing the lower 48, we're uh, measuring uh, all of the United States territories. And the way we do that is we put uh, gravity meters into airplanes. And we literally, it's like mowing the lawn. We fly back and forth on a 10 kilometer grid and um, get a measure of the surface gravity over the entire United States. So we are about 81% done, but we expect to finish flying in probably the next two years. And then it'll take probably one more year to compile all that data, analyze it, and combine it into a model that um, will explain where that sea level is under the land. Um, So we're currently something like 2023, we expect to start unveiling it. Um, That said, we have been slowly unveiling sneak peeks for everybody that's interested uh, for the last, gosh, at least six years now. Um, So If your area has been flown, you can see what the new sea level will look like underneath your area uh, on our website. NGS.noaa.gov. And that project is called GravD gravity for the redefinition of the American vertical datum.
0: So once the system is in place, what will people notice? Is there going to be a difference, or how would someone like me access this new system or know that it's in place?
1: Oh, very good question. So there's actually a couple of ways uh, the normal person will notice this. Um, first and foremost, you know, the, the official or the surveyor or you know, the professional, the way it's going to work for them is they will um, you know, do a survey with a GPS antenna. And in a few hours, you can get extremely precise positioning, something like, you know, a centimeter or two. What we do is we work with the manufacturers, we'll have the correction for the new sea level, if you want to call it that, will be in in their hardware. So they'll know immediately what their height above sea level is and which way water will flow to another part of the project. For the general public, um, it really depends on where you live. Um, In Colorado, uh, it's fun. We've got a Uh, collection of 14ers, these peaks that are above 14,000 feet on the summit. And it turns out everything in Colorado on average is probably going to drop by about two feet. Um, So everybody in Colorado will notice that all the elevation signs of the towns will go down by two feet. Um, And there's one question, will one of these 14ers actually drop below the 14,000 mark? Um, So we hopped over a couple years to find out. But um, So it's... a In everyday usage, you probably won't notice it too much, but uh, there are a few people that will definitely notice it, like I said, as professionals and surveyors, uh, especially.
0: Well, I think that's about all the time we have for today, and this is a very complicated subject. I've certainly learned in talking to you, but you've brought, uh, given me a little bit more understanding, at least, on how it's used in everyday and and why NOAA is interested in gravity and, and what you're specifically doing to help us learn more, so... Thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
1: Great. Well, thanks so much for having me.
0: Again, thanks to Dr. Derek Van Westrom from the National Geodetic Survey in Boulder, Colorado, for talking to me today about gravity. If you'd like to learn more about this subject or any ocean-related subject, check out our website at oceanservice.noaa.gov. Thanks for taking the time to listen with us, and we'll see you next time.